Hello and welcome to the Heart of the Piano podcast where we are exploring the world of piano. Today I'm going to be giving you a review of the new Rock School Classical uh, Piano Grades. So without any further ado, here we go. So, hello, yes, here we are. I'm looking at the uh, Rock School Classical Piano exams and uh, my uh, deep apologies to Rock School who were kind enough to uh, to send me the full syllabus uh, for not only the, the classical piano, but also their, their rock piano syllabus as well. And I've had a, a lot of fun looking through that. Basically, <laughs> it ended up taking me quite a while to, to look at this. Uh, uh, I was just feeling increasingly guilty for procrastinating this uh, um, uh, review of everything. And then over the Easter bank holiday, I actually spent a good solid two days uh, just looking at the classical syllabus because there's there's really quite a lot to to go into. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give you guys the benefit of my um, two days of diving deep into this world of uh, rock school classical, there are a few points that I think that other reviewers have not picked up on. And also some of the reason why I was sort of procrastinating it. There's a lot to love. There's a lot to like about this rock school piano syllabus. But there are also, for me, some factors that mean that I wouldn't use them uh, as a board. And I'm, I'm very sorry about that rock school. There's, there's a lot to love. Uh, I'm going to recommend that people buy the books for various reasons, but I have some deep misgivings about the, um, about using rock school as a board for classical piano. And I'm going to come to that probably at the end of this, uh, review. So do stay, um, posted. Do, do listen through. And, and again, do bear in mind that these are just my opinions. Uh, other people have given this very positive glowing reviews. This is just my opinion. Do take that, take that on board. So anyway, um, yeah, there, there's a lot to love about this. Some of the stuff that, that is particularly lovable about it is also sort of some of the stuff that is some of its weaknesses. Like when I played through all of the, um, the, the grades, uh, over the, the Easter weekend, um, it's really nice that there is such a very, very broad range of pieces. I think personally, it seems to have a little bit of an identity crisis. Uh, you know, what is it trying to be? Because I think unlike, um, a board, let's say like ABRSM, which are obviously very, very classical. Rock School do have a great history of rock and pop and uh, uh, all that stuff. And so, you know, they bring some of that with them to this classical uh, world. I do feel that a lot of the books really have a an incredibly wide range between not only classical, but like what would be just some of the most overplayed most iconic, most safe, most boring choices uh, for classical music, like, for example, the the Mozart um, C major sonata first movement, uh, you know, the is in one of the grades. And, and, and there's a lot of very obvious choices, um, which just make me go, really, really, are we going to go for that obvious, that overplayed, uh, that sort of um, most unimaginative a choice of classical music. Having said that though, maybe, um, uh, these books might be useful for students who really do want to 
have access to the most iconic, the, 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 the classical pieces that fire up the dopamine and make people go, I know this piece of music. Uh, you know, some of it is just really not adventurous. Um, but then at the same time, within the, the, within one book that has a piece that is just so completely overdone, will also be incredibly creative, beautiful choices of, of a really obscure composer, which makes me think, wow, that's really an excellent find and so imaginative. And wow, yeah, you know, well done, guys. Um, and as well as that, um, there's uh, film music, there's very sort of popular, what might be, how, how would I describe some of it? It would, it would almost be like the most pop that classical music can ever get and jazz. And, and I, I, you know, and I, I sort of think that really it's just trying to be everything to everyone, which it can't be really. One thing that, that particularly bothers me I'm going to be doing a lot of comparison to Trinity, by the way, because I think there's, there's a lot of, I feel that, that rock school are actually copying Trinity in many ways. I'll, I'll come to that later. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, one, one of the comparisons with Trinity, uh, is that unlike ABRSM, who have list A, list B, list C, you know, you've got to have something classical, you've got to have something romantic, you've got to have something modern, you know, that kind of thing. Although ABRSM have changed that a little bit recently. But nonetheless, you know, Trinity, they do say in their syllabus that you must try to have a balanced program. However, as far as I'm aware, there is nothing actually in the Trinity marking guidelines that say that you, you will be penalised if you don't give a balanced programme. So really, it's kind of up for grabs. But at least they do say to you that you should aim to have a balanced programme. I've scoured the Rock School Classical Piano Syllabus, and I can't find anywhere that says that, that you should aim to have a, a balanced programme. This seems to me to be a little bit dangerous, because, um, and, and here I'm, I'm going to get possibly a little bit controversial, but... Um, I personally think it's fair to say that classical music, and by classical music, I mean music that is quite highly contrapuntal, which a lot of film music isn't, even though it shares a kind of superficially similar language. Uh, a lot of pop music, rock music, jazz music, uh, not always, in fact, usually not very contrapuntal. Um, also, classical music is just usually... Uh, a little bit more nuanced, there's more subtlety, that there's more, there's more to look at in terms of reading in between the notes and why is this note here? Why is this dynamic here? Why is this tempo marking here? Uh, other styles of music are, are a bit looser, particularly where, you know, when it comes to film music and rock and pop and jazz, it's much more a case of if you can play the notes, um, with a reasonable rhythmic feel, it's gonna sound good. Classical music does have much higher challenges. Now that's, I'm not saying in any way, before people get really upset, I'm not saying that classical music is better. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not putting any value judgments in there. Um, I'm a, I'm a rock guitarist. Um, uh, I, I think there's value in everything, but I do think that classical music does have higher challenges. So when it comes to uh, an examination board where which doesn't encourage or say that you need to give a balanced program and in within one book you can have 
classical pieces that need a huge amount of challenging work on nuance and detailed work, coupled with what are sort of much more superficial pieces that kind of, as, as my old teacher used to say, it plays itself. <laughs> oh, except he used to say that about list. <laughs> oh, that list, it just plays itself. Uh, but his point being, you know, if you can play the notes, uh, which, you know, is, is a challenge to a lot of people, but if you can play the notes, then there's, it's, it's sometimes it's not a huge challenge to then interpret it. So, you know, again, I'm not saying that classical is better, but I'm saying that with a lot of styles of music, if you can play the notes and have a, you know, reasonable rhythmic flow to it, you've got it in a way that, that classical music doesn't give up its, its riches that easily, you know. So I have serious concerns about the entire syllabus for classical piano, because so much of it is really not from the world of classical. And it means that if people choose the classical pieces, they are giving themselves a much, much bigger challenge than if they choose the, the much more kind of superficial pieces. You know, again, superficial is not necessarily bad. Superficial can be fun. Uh, superficial can, you know, connect with, with a lot more people. Um, so anyway, I'm going to not be so defensive about all of that. Um, so yeah, you know, what, one thing that I do really like about the, the way that the whole rock school thing is presented in particular. There's been a lot of talk recently about representation of, um, of black people, of, of ethnic groups, of, of minorities, of women in, um, uh, various boards recently. So, um, uh, I think is it this current crop of ABRSM? I don't think have any jazz pieces by black composers, which I think is just totally shameful. Uh, Trinity have made a little bit more of an effort, except some of them are sort of hidden in the, the extra pieces which you have to buy extra books for. Like Oscar Peterson appears in Grade 8 Trinity, but, but you have to buy the extra book, which means that most people are probably not going to do it. So, uh, Rock School, without making a song and dance about it in any way whatsoever, include so many black composers, uh, in their books. And, and most of the time don't even say that they're black. They, they, they say some biographical information and, and you don't even realize that, that they're black a lot of the time. It's, which, which I like. It gives this, this strong impression that, well, of course, black people make music. It's no big deal. Whereas, you know, most of the other boards are, are well behind on this. And, you know, women are very well represented. Black women are very well represented. There's even a black woman who was the first person to graduate from Juilliard who was blind. <laughs> so, you know, we're really uh, um, representing all kinds of people who are not represented usually by by the major boards. And and I, I like this. I also like that on the, the front covers of, of Rock School are um, black faces, black hands, um, ethnic groups. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it doesn't look like virtue signaling, which sometimes it can look like, um, with, with some of the boards, like, look at us and how hard we're trying to, to make it inclusive. With rock school, it's just like, hey, you know, here it is. Um, no big song and dance about it. I, I wonder if possibly some of this is because rock school have such a, an excellent history with their rock and pop. Um, you know, the rock and pop includes a lot of soul, um, a lot of all different kinds of music where, of course, of course, you're going to see black faces. And I think that, that maybe this is just naturally carried over into the, the, their classical presentation. I like this.
Uh, and I like, you know, they're taking some of the stuffiness and, and the, the, um, elitism, um, but well, you know, the perceived elitism, uh, out of classical music. So, uh, like I said, yes, there, there is a, a, a huge, giant range of, of different styles. Um, one thing that I found problematic is that this can really wildly change from one grade to the next. Like some grades have a really, really strong focus on classical music. Other grades have very, very little classical music. It's, uh, it does just sort of really seem to be very inconsistent from grade to grade, which again, sort of seems to point to a little bit of an identity crisis. There are also some issues in terms of consistent difficulty levels. I like what they try to do in some of the lower grades, like the uh, grade one and the, the uh, level below that, um, because it's much more musical uh, than you'd normally get with ABRSM and even Trinity. However, this does come at the expense of the fact that they are then much more difficult. The reason why it's very difficult to have very musical, enjoyable pieces at debut and uh, grade one level is because um, if you start to move the hand around quite frequently, it obviously becomes a lot harder. So, you know, there are really great pieces in, um, in, in the lower grades, but, but they're much, much harder than anything that would be in ABRSM and Trinity and, and other boards. And again, you know, at some of the higher levels, uh, there can be pieces which are suddenly very, very uh, basic and simple that I think um, other grades uh, wouldn't get away with. And and just really a much more extreme uh, range um, within one grade of easy and very difficult. I think other boards are much better at keeping the difficulty level within pedagogical limits, meaning that, that within one grade, you, you're sort of expected to progress to certain kinds of um, skill levels, whereas with uh, my impression with Rock School Classical is there are some pieces where which will suddenly jump to some things that, that in other boards would be just a little bit beyond that that grade. That That's my uh, personal impression. Anyway, uh, again, this comparison to Trinity, I think, is... Um, is quite interesting. Trinity, excellent, excellent value for money, particularly compared to ABRSM. ABRSM really tried to sell um, as many books, as many extra resources as they can. So, you know, having to buy the extra scale books and not just one extra scale books or two scale books, but, but a scale book that you need for every single grade. And then, you know, if you take grade six, you need to have all of the grades before that and, you know, that grade. Trinity, absolutely brilliant because they include everything that you are going to need um, within the book. So all of the scales, technical exercises, uh, everything, it's, it's all within the book. And you also have this extra option of just paying a little bit extra to have all of the scales, loads more uh, extra options for extra pieces. Very, very good value for money, Trinity. Um, so Rock School, kind of, kind of similar. And I'll come to all of the prices later uh, towards the end. And again, they try to do something very, very similar by having everything that you're going to need within the book so that you don't need to buy extra things. 
Uh, I do still think that, that Trinity is better value for money than Rock School. I also think they generally have way, way better selection of pieces on the whole. Um, but again, as I'll come to, I think that there are, if you can afford it, there are good reasons to have uh, the Rock School books extra as well. So, like I was saying, I think there are some ways in which Rock School um, have probably copied Trinity. Um, one of these that stands out to me is um, one of the things I've always liked about the ABRSM guidelines uh, for their exams is that they say very, very clearly that things like tempo markings, dynamics, pedaling, articulations, all these things do not have to be done exactly as they are done on the page, as long as you have stylistic awareness, as long as you play appropriately for the composer and the style. Uh, this can be, I think, especially important in romantic music. And, and actually, you know, if you ever listen to certain composers, certain pieces, um, like, for example, you know, take some Chopin, sit down with, with, with Chopin sheet music, and then go and listen on Spotify. Uh, to various famous pianists who play it. And you'll find that a lot of the time they do not actually do the markings, all the, the markings that are in the score. Most good professional pianists do kind of pull around things and do not do things exactly as they're marked. Now, this is particularly valid, I think, when you get to above grade five um, and you want to have your own voice a little bit more when, when you play certain kinds of pieces. Now, something that I'd not realized with Trinity until I was reviewing um, Rock School is that Trinity actually do say in their guidelines that all the dynamics, tempo markings, articulations, pedaling must be done as they are in the sheet music. And uh, I actually, uh, there was a um, um, an online, um, uh, what would you call it, like a, a seminar or something with with someone from Trinity, and I actually did ask them about this. And they did end up saying, well, yeah, when it comes to romantic music, may, you know, there's, there's going to be a little bit of leeway with that. But I don't like that students, um, especially young students, might feel a little bit scared and uncertain about their ability to bend what is on the, the page uh, when me as a teacher might be saying to them, do you know what, I, I think that actually this you can change. Um, I'm actually on, um, on YouTube going to hopefully put up a, a Trinity Grade 6 a, a, a tutorial at some point where I've completely pulled around a, a load of the tempo markings and um, uh, and dynamics because I just think it sounds better in a, in a different way. Uh, I'm disagreeing with what the composers put and I think that, that sometimes this should be completely up for grabs. Um, with ABRSM, this isn't even an issue, but, but Trinity have, have said this. Now, this is also something that RSL, that, that, that Rock School have said in their fine print of the classical piano syllabus. You must do everything as marked. Again, I, I think this is a shame. I think there are times when people should be free to pull things around as long as it's stylistically appropriate. This bothers me a little bit, but anyway, you know, it's, it's the same as Trinity. Something I do like compared to Trinity is that their typesetting of the music. Um, so um, uh, basically, the, the how the music looks, the 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 sizes of the notes, you know, all that kind of thing. It's a little more professional looking than Trinity. However, this is very, very, very bad. Lots of minus points to Rock School for this. 
Um, when I was sight reading through all of the pieces, and you know, bear in mind I'm sight reading, this is quite superficial, I've never found this with any other of the boards, and, and I have sight read through most other boards, uh, of all of the grades. Straight away, straight away with Rock School, loads of clangers, loads of mistakes, loads of notes that are obviously wrong, like uh, accidentals that are missing. Yeah, 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 missing accidentals or wrong accidentals. Online, there is a place for mistakes uh, to be listed. I think it's errata, uh, which are listed in the, in the shop when you buy the books. None of these mistakes are listed yet. This deeply bothers me because some of these, some of these mistakes are just so, so obvious. How were these not picked up? How did nobody notice these, these absolute clangers? So this bothers me. Also, although the, the, the kind of the overall style of the typesetting, um, is, is quite nice. It's easy to read. There are loads of places where it's really bad editing, where I look at it and go, huh? Um, and I realize, oh, you know, like for example, there are several notes in one chord, but you can't tell it's one chord. It looks like it's, it's almost happening over separate beats, you know, things like that. Um, uh, I, I, do, I wouldn't really trust this as something reliable where when you're reading it, you know that this is what the composer had written. There's a lot of mistakes. Um, I wouldn't trust it. So this is bad. This, this is really, really bad. So something else that, that bothers me. In some of the lower grades are simplified versions of pieces. So fur release is grade two. But this is a, obviously has to be simplified. It's a very simplified version of fur release, uh, Beethoven, uh, of course. Nowhere does it actually say that this is not the original version. Now, obviously teachers and most people uh, who are familiar with the world of classical piano are going to know straight away this is not the original version. But I also think that this is misleading because there may be some people who are learning who go, oh my God, I'm learning for release and have no idea that this is not the original version. And there are quite a few pieces which have been simplified. And not only has it not been pointed out that they've been simplified, but there is no, there is zero mention of who has arranged it. And I think this is just bad form. This is just um, not good classical tradition or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Convention. Uh, the convention is that if somebody has arranged it from the original, you list who they are. So, you know, this, this bothers me, this sort of the fact that there is, there isn't this acknowledgement of, um, of convention. And surely, surely not even just in classical, but in any style of music, it's kind of polite. It's, it's just you, you put who it is who's arranged it. So, so that you know that this is different. So, you know, I think that, you know, what I will say is that in peppered through some of the books are just some really, really excellent choices of not only beautifully discovered obscure pieces that are often really beautiful, pretty, very creative, uh, worth, worth finding. And also that some of these are by, um, black composers, minority composers, uh, again, without a big song and dance about it. I like that. But there's also, for students who maybe are less classical, have very sweet 
sugary tastes, uh, you know, like um, things which are a bit more accessible. Some of the pieces are really gonna just hit hit up the sweet spot for for some students like some of the more popular music some of the soundtrack there's some really really lovely stuff in here so let me um just have a look and forgive my rustling of paper because i'm now going to look through each grade and the way i normally look at these is i look for the grades that kind of most interest me so i usually look at grade eight first <laughs> i like teaching the the, the more advanced um, grades and, and looking at what, what the higher grades have to offer. And also, you know, because grade eight is the highest one, a lot of people end up on that. So, um, yeah, great grade eight. Um, uh, I'll just sort of very quickly go through the pieces that jump out at me. Uh, I've put um, Debussy, very boring and overplayed, but very popular. I can't remember, was it Claire de Lune or something? I've, I, sometimes I've not actually put what the, the piece is. I've noted that in the Mozart, some absolutely bizarre fingerings and that fingering, fingerings are missing in a lot of places. I find that, that fingerings are something that, that I have a lot of issue with a lot of the time in, in this, um, uh, in these rock school books. Some of the time they're completely missing. Like I think was it the Scarlatti or something in grade seven? There's just no fingerings at all. And that's just weird. But, um, yeah, you're going to need a good teacher to help you out with, with fingerings. Oh my God, yes. And so here's something that really bothered me, really, really bothered me in, in rock school, um, classical piano grade eight. They've got this, um, Bill Evans transcription. And, uh, it's just absolutely bizarre what this is doing here because it's a transcription of, of Bill Evans. So jazz pianist, uh, very, very famous jazz pianist. Lovely that they've done a Bill Evans transcription. He's like as, as classical, um, pretty much as a, uh, and sophisticated, um, and as contrapuntal as a jazz pianist is going to get. But the thing with this, um, particular Bill Evans track and with most Bill Evans is that Bill Evans almost always played with a trio. So they've put this piece in, in this book, which was supposed to be played with drums and bass. And particularly the bass is important here because it just sounds, um, too bare. It sounds wrong without the bass. It, it just sounds like it's missing something, which it is. It's, it's missing two instruments. Um, I think that anyone who plays this is going to really struggle to, to make it sound convincing because you're, you're basically playing it without missing two musicians who were playing it on the original. I just find that absolutely bizarre and it just doesn't work. So I have a big problem with that. The Clara Schumann I've written here is a really excellent find. The Coleridge Taylor, um, very easy, very easy for the, for, for this grade, but, but I've put that it's quite pleasant. I, I, I like the Poulenc, like the Grieg. Maple leaf rag. Oh my God. Oh my God. Have we, this is just such a, a boring choice. It's just so overplayed. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the Beethoven is, um, uh, the Beethoven after the maple leaf rag is somewhere where I've made a note that, that the editing is really, really difficult to read, uh, in a lot of places. Oh, something else that I forgot to say earlier. You have technical exercises in the same way that Trinity have technical exercises. These technical exercises are really bad, in my opinion, compared to the Trinity ones. Um, they're, they're kind of musically boring compared to the Trinity ones. The Trinity ones are much more musically inspired. And I think that they're just not as pedagogically focused 
they're, they're longer and sort of meandering and just not as interesting to play. So um, another thing, I kind of like, in a way, that instead of sight reading, you have the opportunity to either improvise to uh, a lead sheet or do chordal accompaniments. Um, but I do think that it's kind of very odd to have this in a classical exam where everything is classical. Uh, and then, you know, like the grade eight one was the first one I looked at. Everything's classical. I mean, you know, you have some jazzy kind of pieces, although not incredibly. You know, Bill Evans is as jazzy as it gets, and I don't recommend that one. And then suddenly you've got this option, instead of the sight reading, to basically play, the um, uh, to improvise chords based on a, a, a chord sheet that's given to you with what are actually, you know, quite advanced jazz harmonies. And... Um, it just strikes me as very odd that that would be part of your classical exam. I mean, I like it. I think this is a skill that, that helps uh, classical musicians. But I think, again, it's just this very weird identity crisis that, that um, the, the rock school classical is trying to be everything to everyone. Um, also, you know, the, the melodic improvising that you would need to do over these quite complex um, jazz harmonies is going to be so beyond what most classical pianists would be doing that I'd be sort of questioning, well, why are they doing the classical exam? Anyway, so um, let's pop that uh, that sheet down. And then the, the, the next one that interests me is the, the debut uh, grade, uh, because this is going to be, you know, like the... Um, it, it's often one of the most difficult ones to to do convincingly, because like I said before, it's very, very difficult to make good music that's very, very easy to play. So here I've written Trinity is the winner by a long shot. I would, I would like absolutely recommend Trinity way over the, the rock school, um, uh, debut, uh, exam. So the, the Jan Tiersen I've written here, it's very nice, but there's so many position shifts and an awkward left hand. I mean, it's much more musical than anything you'd have in ABRSM or Trinity, but it's it's way too difficult. Perry, challenging musically and technically. Uh, Bartok, challenging cross-articulations. There's Einaudi. Everyone loves uh, Einaudi, and it's great to have it as a name. But this particular piece in the debut grade, um, it just doesn't sound very Einaudi-ish. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it doesn't have what most people love about Einaudi. I think the, the pierce works quite nicely. The hall works quite well. So, you know, some of these are okay. Some of these work quite well. Um, Madden, a little bit boring, but it's solid. It's at a good level. Uh, Debussy, Claire de Lune. Oh, yes. So, that, yes, this is, again, no mention of this being adapted. So, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's not a, it's not a terrible arrangement to have for the debut level. It's a, it's, a, but it's a little bit tricky. Something that I have written is it's, it's going to alienate a lot of teachers. A lot of teachers feel very, very strongly about not giving their students dumbed down levels of music. I, I don't feel that way, but you know, some teachers, this is going to rub the wrong way, I think. I like that the pentatonic scale is something that, that, that gets introduced 
at the debut level. Um, I like that. The improvisation and accompaniment level is also really nice. You know, at the debut level, it's going to be um, uh, achievable for most pianists. And I actually think that this is a very, very good thing to introduce to beginner pianists, uh, classical pianists, to be able to improvise melodies and, and do chordal accompaniments. Again, I've written the technical exercises at debut level really dull compared to Trinity. Trinity are much better pedagogically. So, grade one. Again, I find this um, quite interesting uh, to compare with all the other ones. The Holst is really, really musical and, and really lovely, but very tricky. Lots of shifts and um, not good fingerings and um, stuff like that. The Muller Solid Choice... Perry, slightly ambitious, but a good find. Schumann, I've written spectacularly boring choice. <laughs> Sancho, very solid, good find. Um, except the inverse Morden I've written is going to be a little bit ambitious for, for most grade one people. Uh, the Jasmine Flower Song, I've written. That's quite a pleasant piece, but it's going to need a real piano to make all the held overtones work. And this is going to be something that I'm going to come to at the end, because this is like this is now going to touch on the reason why I would not use Rock School um, uh, as a board for, for grades. Yes, uh, and it also, you know, it says Chinese folk, but it doesn't say who's arranged it. That bothers me. So, Frozen 2, and again, it doesn't say who's arranged it, but Frozen 2, this is... I've written an outstanding piece to have at grade one. This is a real, you know, this is going to really pull a lot of people to this this grade one. It's also not very classical, <laughs> but uh, but it's okay, you know. Like um, uh, some people are going to be really happy doing that. Um, the Miller, it's a very solid, jazzy piece in the sort of style that the ABRSM would have in their list C. The Bach Minuet in G, I've written, come on, this is the most un unadventurous choice ever. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Come on, could you, could you not be any more, um, adventurous than that? Could you, could you not be any more inspired than that? And anyway, I've written the, the, I don't know how you pronounce this, Gorde. Uh, it, it needs finger clicking or, or something like that. It's going to take a lot of bravery, uh, and confidence for, for someone to do that. Otherwise, it's a very solid, achievable piece. So um, yeah, I, I've written incredibly dull technical exercises. Um, and, and I've written as well, you know, that a lot of these are really good pieces, but the more fulfilling the melody is, the more difficult it is than, than how uh, difficult usually grade one is with the other boards. So anyway, grade five, I've jumped to grade five, because again, this is like, uh, sometimes people skip the, the intermediate grades. Grade five, I think, is usually where grades become really interesting. And straight away, there's like um, one of the pieces that every time I hear, I go, oh, God, not this piece. And I think most piano teachers will feel this way. It's the Sati uh, Gymnopody number one, is it? It's just the most overplayed piece. And I think that having this at grade five, uh, a lot of piano teachers, I think, are going to really struggle because it's going to be very difficult to make it sound good at grade five level. I think, you know, most people who, who have got to grade five are just not going to have the musical maturity to, to really give this the, the subtlety and nuance and the things that, you know, like a lot of the reason why I just go, oh my God, this piece is because when it's not played well, it's just 
oh, anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, carry on about that. So, so anyway, I've written it. It's a very risky choice for people because the moment an examiner hears this, I'm, I'm guessing it's just going to be, oh my God. Um, you know, it, it has to be very expressive with a very nuanced, delicate touch and good pedaling. There's a lot of left hand jumps as well, which most grade five people are not going to be that, that good at. Um, you, you've got to be good at long melodic phrasing and balancing between the hands. This is just really ambitious for grade five. I, I, I don't think this is a good choice. Um, I've written Tandun, Solid Piece. I like this, um, uh, what's the name? Valerie Capers. Uh, it's a really good find. I, I like it. Uh, yeah, I really like that. Oh, this was the first blind person to graduate from Juilliard. She was, um, uh, uh, blind black woman. I, I think I actually haven't gone up and researched this, but I think this was before, um, oh, what's her name? Nina Simone, before Nina Simone was moaning about not being able to get in there. Anyway, so, um, uh, Richter. I, I love his pieces. So I've written nice trites, a very relevant contemporary composer. But the piece, I think, is just so musically lightweight and technically lightweight compared to all of the other stuff. But, you know, a lot of people are going to enjoy it. And then uh, I've written the, this Bach invention. Really, this is such a dull choice. Kulau. Then, you know, I've written, wow, this is an excellent find. Uh, the Gillock, really easy choice for excellent grade five level jazz. You, you can't go wrong with Gillock. His jazz is brilliant. Yeah, the, the Saint-Georges. Um, one of the most famous black composers in history. I've written, you know, it's mostly gently charming, but there are some very, very clunky moments. And I've written, this is the reason why nobody plays this music. So I think this, this is the only sort of moment of tokenism. I think this, this, uh, but, but I understand why it's being put in because he was historically very important. The Schumann, ambitious, way too obvious. Scarlatti is ambitious, horrible fingerings. Um, basically, yeah, I've uh, put uh, the Trinity technical exercises much, much better. So uh, I'll just zoom through through some of the other grades now. Uh, you know, there's some of the things that jump out at me. Again, Scarlatti, grade seven, why are there no fingerings? Uh, there's some very, very lovable things in, in grade seven. So but this was at, uh, when I looked at grade seven, this was the point. I was just like, oh, my God, this isn't just eclectic, but this is just has a giant identity crisis. There's just way too big a, a, a range of trying to be everything to everyone. Uh, I like the Schindler's List. That is a winner. I really like that. There's two Chopin pieces here. That's weird. I like the, um, I, I have no idea. I'm really bad with French pronunciation. It's a French woman. Taille Fair, uh, relatively modern, really great find. Um, the Grandal um, is, a, is very, very lovable. Nyman might be popular, quite challenging for grade seven. So yeah, grade six. Um, I like the Florence Price. It's very tricky, but it's a really great choice. The Johansson is a really good piece. It's going to be really, really popular. The Bach, if you're going to play it semi-legato, very ambitious for grade six. Uh, oh, there's this French guy. Um, so his surname is French with two Fs. <laughs> I'd never heard of him, but I went off and Googled him. And apparently he's, he's huge. He's like this, like he's sold out the Albert Hall, apparently. It's this sort of, um, uh, it's this young black, uh, pianist who combines soul, um, hip hop and classical ish kind of, um, in my book, he's not classical. I've written, he's totally musically unchallenging, but he is very, very accessible. 
Uh, I've written he's very accessible like pure sugar. <laughs> so so I've I've written will be loved by almost everyone. But you know it's 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 to me it I my personal opinion is that it doesn't really have a place in a classical uh, book because um, I think that if you can play the notes, it it just plays itself. It it just doesn't have the the same level of challenge. But you know it, it, you know again. Um, I think, you know, it has its place in motivating students, in, in um, students who might not be quite so classically minded and uh, just, you know, I think most people are really going to enjoy it. So, oh, there's also Pirates of the Caribbean. This is not classical. <laughs> Again, it's probably going to be quite popular. So grade six, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff here that, that, oh, and this is where that Mozart, the C major sonata, um, so I've written, come on, no, such a boring choice. But I think grade six is going to have a very wide appeal. Debussy, boring choice. Oscar Peterson, yes, and this is the grade where Oscar Peterson is. The technical studies I've written are very ambitious for grade six. But basically, yeah, grade six has, has quite a wide appeal. I question that a lot of this stuff is classical, but, but you know, anyway. Grade four, I've written here that grade four is really terrible. And it's odd, it's suddenly got more pieces than the others. Some of them are really, really short. Like, how come they are so short? It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not going to go into all of the different sort of stuff, uh, cause this review is going on for ages, but basically, grade four is not a winner for me. It, it's, I've written, it's like uninspired ABRSM. It's, it's just not all that good. Grade three, the Johansson, very pretty. It's going to be very popular. Nikki Isles, it's a very ABRSM choice. Uh, you know, jazz. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of a bit, a bit uncool, but you know, all right, solid. Um, I love the Mona Regino. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Really excellent, really expressive, very lovable. Love it. Clementi, nobody's going to like this. <laughs> I've written. Uh, the Sanso, um, love it. Great choice. Uh, this is one of the pieces where there was a, an, a giant, clunker of a misprint um how was this missed there's there's again this french guy with the, with the two f's it's very pleasant but not very challenging um there's this very very short superficial Haydn. i've written that the classical selection is terrible in grade three but there are some very pretty pieces in here so yeah missing missing some classical pieces uh at grade three but but yeah uh there's some some good stuff there Rock School, Classical Grade 2, for release, um, simplified. It's going to sound really odd with no pedal, because most people are not going to be able to pedal it at Grade 2. There's another French piece, It's Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've written here, there's this sort of quite obscure Simone Pied, I don't know how to pronounce her name, French woman. It's not amazing. And then I realised this same totally obscure piece is in the current APRSM uh, grade two book as well, which is like, that cannot be a coincidence that this obscure piece is in rock school, classical grade two, as well as ABRSM. That strikes me as absolutely shameless. And actually, you know, I'm, I, I didn't have time to really look at this in depth, but I did sort of notice that there are some pieces in rock school, which, which are quite obscure or by quite obscure composers that are also in this current crop of Trinity and ABRSM, which makes me think that Rock School have just sort of copied quite shamelessly. Very strange. Anyway, this Yeruma, that the, this is this piece that, that everyone seems to know. It's, it's really popular. It's a great piece. 
Very ambitious for grade two again, because really you kind of need pedal, you need rubato, but, but, you know, it's, it's a great piece to, to own, to have and to, you know, be able to come back to. Glenda Austin, it's a fun piece, very ambitious, big jumps, awkward fingers, but good piece. Nikki Isles again, this sort of, it always pops up in ABRSM. It's a very solid choice. I love the Pink Panther. It's, it's really short. It's too short, but it's a really good arrangement. Again, who arranged it? But I love it. It's really, really good. There's, uh, the Mozart's very boring and short. Um, oh, I seem to be getting longer again with, with looking at all of these. Helen Madden, not amazing. The Sancho is awkward, not amazing. So yeah, I've also written, I had a very quick look at everything that was in Trinity Grade 2. And I noticed that Trinity, uh, Trinity, I love all the Trinity stuff, but I noticed that Grade 2 Trinity isn't one of their better grades, but it's still better than Rock School Classical. Uh, I've written that ABRSM is actually my pick for Grade 2. So um, just a very quick look at um, the, the cost of everything. So the the books to get the uh and you've you've now got a choice of buying uh the books digitally or buying the the hard copies so let me have a quick look um grade one is uh 11.99 um digital for rock school and five pounds 25 (laughs) like less than half price for digital um so uh the, the clear winner. And it's sort of more complicated because some people who are writing reviews uh, are comparing the um, the Rock School price with the Trinity Extended copy. Now, the Extended copy, you've got to bear in mind that this comes with loads of extra pieces, so you're not comparing like for like. And actually, the Extended copy uh, of the Trinity Grade 1 is £10, which is still less than, than what Rock School are charging, which that's a lot of money that Rock School are, are asking for that. Uh, uh, the, the hard copy for Grade 1 is 16.99, Trinity £6.50. <laughs> and, um, and the hard copy of the extended version, which has all the extra pieces, £12.50. So hands down, yeah, Trinity is so much better value for money and has so much better stuff in it. Um, uh, so, okay, uh, let's look at grade A and then everything in between, you know, it's going to be on a kind of continuum between those. Rock School Classical, the digital version is £13.59. Um, the Trinity version is £10. The hard copy for Rock School is eighteen ninety nine. The Trinity version is £12.50. So again, you know, you're comparing like for like here. Um, now, the extended version, Grade 8 Trinity, um, where you get all the extra stuff, is more expensive. Uh, digital is £22.25. The uh, hard copy is £27.95. Um, but you get so much more, so much more. So, so basically, yeah, you, I, I think that, that you get much better value for money with the Trinity stuff. But if you can afford it, the, the, there's also a lot of reasons why you might want to have the, the rock school stuff. Something I didn't mention, by the way, about rock school, which I do like. Um, and again, before I get to that, crikey, I, I didn't mention this. There are two different ways that you can do the exam. You can do like the, the full grade exam where you do three pieces. So when you do the full grade exam, so this is where you do the sight reading, the ear test, the technical exercises, the general musicianship, 
three pieces. Two of those can be totally free choices uh, as long as they're that grade level or above. That's quite nice. You know, that's good. So you're not just limited to, to what there is um, in, uh, in the books. And then the performance certificate um, is uh, five pieces, three of which can be a, a free choice. Um, and you get um, all the UCAS points, uh, meaning that if you're in the UK, um, grades six, seven and eight, that will go towards university, um, uh, getting into the universities that you want. So, yeah, you know, that's good. But again, um, uh, actually, uh, nah, <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping about here. Um, yeah, let me right now go to the reason why I absolutely would not recommend at all for people to do um, rock school classical piano. So I had a look. Um, it, it did say um, that when you take their exams in their centres, that some of the centres have acoustic pianos, but you should phone them to check, which immediately made me go, hmm, let me have a look. So basically, I'm based in Yorkshire, and I had a look at all of the centres anywhere near, you know, like, like I was looking at Leeds and Manchester and, and all the areas around me. Now, because... I'm assuming because of rock school's background with doing um, their excellent rock guitar, drums, uh, keyboards, uh, rock, pop, piano, uh, you know, all of that stuff. All of their centres are in music studios. And when I say music studios, I mean the places where rock bands go and practice and record. So I, for various reasons, have big misgivings about these being suitable places for classical piano exams. One thing is that I am, like I said earlier, I'm a rock guitarist. Now, when I turn up to um, a studio with a band as a rock guitarist, I'm used to seeing lots of people who look like they're in bands, (laughs) people who don't look like classical musicians, um, people who look quite punk. Um, I'm also used to... um, when you get inside the building, there's usually no windows um, because um, when you're playing, it's loud. You play loud and windows are going to leak sound outside. Um, they need to be soundproof. So there's no windows. The rooms are small and the, the rooms are designed to, to have as little echo as possible because you don't really want echo when, when you're playing loud guitars, drums. So they can feel a little bit claustrophobic, which is fine when you're playing with a band because you, you, this is just what you expect. So I'm just imagining, you know, especially the younger you are, you're, you're, you're in this classical world and then you turn up to what can be sort of quite a dingy place with lots of sort of punky, rocky people um, into quite claustrophobic places that smell of sweat, <laughs> you know, that, that, that are just basically brick. Um, and they're usually just painted a boring color. Um, not very echoey. Don't have good acoustics for classical music. And, um, and that very few of these places have acoustic pianos. And if they do have acoustic pianos, I can't imagine they're going to be great. And also, when I did look at the, the digital pianos that most of these centers have, they're not good digital pianos, because when you play in bands, you don't need digital pianos that, that sound great, that, that classical musicians need. So, um, oh my God, for these reasons, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole for, for most people who are doing classical music. 
this deeply, deeply concerns me. Um, this is, this is not what, what you want for. Now, I, I did then look at the, the, um, the, what ABRSM and Trinity, uh, do in terms of their centers. And they have said that every single public center that is ABRSM and Trinity, they all have acoustic pianos and usually good acoustic pianos. Trinity, because uh, I did ask this uh, in the uh, the online event that I went to, when there are private centres um, for Trinity, the, the stipulations are, if it's grade five or above, I believe, they must have an acoustic piano um, for for classical. So, so, so this is just no. This is just no. I do not recommend taking classical exams without keyboards that are designed for classical or without acoustic pianos, and particularly as you get to the higher grades, and particularly bearing in mind that, that younger people taking classical exams are going to find themselves in an environment which might just feel a little bit intimidating and claustrophobic. Do not recommend this. So anyway, I, I now have to go backwards. Uh, um, oh yeah, so that, that, that was where I was. So I was looking at the fact that the um, exams um, give you free choices. Now, something that's really, really interesting is that the free choices can include pieces from the corresponding rock school, uh, rock pop piano exams. And I've also been looking at these and there will be a, um, a review of these going up shortly because I love these. Now, uh, I should have mentioned this before, but uh, I've got a lot of experience with rock school um, electric guitar exams because I teach electric guitar. And I, I all the time teach um, from the rock school uh, graded exams, uh, ele- electric guitar. I love them. They are brilliant. So I'd never really tried um, uh, using them uh, teaching piano because when people come to me like interested in rock, uh, I have to admit I have a bit of a weakness. I either pull them if they're really good towards classical, if they're interested, or I pull them to jazz. <laughs> and uh, Because those are sort of really my interests. Um, but um, for a long time, I've been interested in checking out the, the rock pop stuff. And um, actually, I really like it. And I've been um, learning the um, Rosanna from grade seven, uh, really enjoying it. I, I think there's a lot to love about rock school, rock pop stuff. So something that might be interesting is to use the rock school classical piano exam as an opportunity to actually not do the classical stuff, but to do some of the sort of more uh, soundtrack, minimalist, uh, more sort of pop style stuff and supplement it with actually stuff from the, um, the rock school grades. And I think this is really good. So most of the rock school, uh, pieces actually have backing tracks and you play along with the band. This I would recommend. This would be a really good thing to do. Um, and would be a lot of fun. So, um, that I recommend. Do leave comments. Um, uh, we don't have enough comments uh, uh, on the podcast. Um, so, you know, I really welcome comments, you know, uh, iTunes or, you know, whatever your platform of choice is. Do rate us. The more you rate us, uh, you know, the, the more people are, are going to be able to see the podcast and find it to be useful. So, yeah, I uh, hope you enjoyed this and see you the next time. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you. Goodbye.